And welcome back to the Quarter 3 Podcast. This is your host, Spencer Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my partner for life, Lisa. That's me. Hello, everyone. Lisa and I launched this podcast in 2021 with the mission to inform your mind, inspire your heart, and ignite your joy. Here we are going to share our joys, our triumphs, our challenges, and even our painful moments and how we are growing through each of them. And we hope that you will laugh with us or at us and take time to think and even have your emotions move to tears. Yes. We certainly appreciate you guys listening in and being a part of our quarter of three community. And one thing we would like to ask you to do is if you have a moment, please leave us a review and share it, uh, share this podcast with other other friends, maybe through text messages or your social media platforms. And, uh, I mean, if a third grader can do it, Hey, anybody can leave us a review. That's right. And we want to give a shout out again to Lucas in my class. I think he left another one. He did another review. He did leave another. I don't, I don't know if we would want to call this a review. This is, this is more like, a comment to his third grade teacher who he really thinks really highly of and he really appreciates his third grade teacher and he said love you miss breed love i love you too lucas you know lucas i'll tell you this buddy my second grade teacher had a huge impact on me just like miss breed love has had on you as a third grader and my second grade teacher, her name was Miss Nut, and she loved me, and I loved her, and I have never forgotten about Miss Nut. Really, really cool how you encourage Miss Breed Love yes. with your words. So Lucas thank you, and I Lucas. Have a good relationship. He's a cool dude. He is. He's a cool little dude. So we have our core to three question of the week yes. or the day or however we're going to do this. Lisa. Right. We're still kind of on the, with the holidays. Now I just put a suggestion Christmas. on here. I don't know what you're going to ask. Well, th- this has been debated around many tables and in many groups mm-hmm. before about the Bruce Willis movie, Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Is that considered a Christmas movie? Well, I don't care what anybody else thinks. Yes, it is a Christmas movie. Well, okay, why do you say that? Because it's a Christmas. What, what makes a Christmas movie? It's at Christmas. Just because it's at Christmas time. Yeah, it's at Christmas. Okay, so Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Okay, but I don't see them showing that at Christmas. It's going to come on. Oh, oh, it is. I okay. just saw a commercial oh. for it like 30 minutes ago. Okay. Gremlins okay. is coming on. All right. Can you think of other movies that were during Christmas time? Uh, aside from Christmas Vacation. No, that's a classic Christmas. I mean, yeah, that that is one all has become a classic. Christmas with the Cranks. Mm. I can't think of really any other ones that were other than Gremlins and Die Hard that weren't specifically Christmas. They're not movies. really Christmas stories. Right. There you go. That's a better way to say it. They're not really the Christmas stories. But they're Christmas movies because they are all of Christmas. Christmas. But right, there were lights and trees. They were having an office Christmas party in the Die Hard. Yeah, but there was yes. redemption in that movie. Okay. Freedom. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're stretching. And a lot of... Uh, Action. Lots of action. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Gremlins, even though it was at Christmas, that one's just kind of a weird one. Because that was his dad bought him that gift. I don't know who in the world back. thought up the Gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah, it was weird. That was really weird. And that they multiplied. With water. Yeah. It was like bubbles. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> so, what do you think? Yeah, I don't. I think like you, I don't know that I would say it's a Christmas classic. It was set at Christmas time, but I don't really consider it a Christmas movie. I don't think. But and they always show it during Christmas time. They do put that one back on. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. They always show okay. it during this time of year. Okay. On repeat, much like the Goonies. 
No, that's a good. Goonies are always on. Yeah, but that's not really a Christmas movie. No, it's not. All right, update, update uh, on the breed loves. You want to talk a little bit about what happened today? Today was really sweet at church. Um, we gathered in between the two services of our campus and prayer team, small group members, friends, um, staff of the church just gathered around me and laid hands on me and prayed for me. That was for healing. That was probably one of the most powerful um, and precious times of prayer that I've ever been a part of. And it was, uh, I'm, I'm grateful for our church. Yes. I'm grateful for the commitment to prayer. I, it was, it was their suggestion yeah. asking if we would come and mm-hmm. do this. <laughs> the last week I had gone by the church and I was taking some, just some gifts and some appreciation gifts to, to them. And, I want, and I had not shared what was going on with you and your eyesight with some of our key, some of our senior leadership. And so I did sat down with, um, a couple of people and, and each time I did the first response, uh, after I shared with them what was going on, their, mm-hmm. their first response was just to pray for us. And then, uh, pastor Joel, had heard about it. He sent a text to me and asking, Hey, can we, can we gather around Lisa? We've been seeing a lot of, a, a lot of things that God's been doing in people's lives, bringing healing. And, um, I was like, yeah, we can do that. Uh-huh. And let's figure out a Sunday to do it. And I sent him some Sundays and it worked out that worked this, out one, this one, this Sunday was really the best day to do it. So we did. And, uh, Pastor Jeremy and Holly and they gathered everybody around. And this morning when I was texting all of our pastors that I'm, that I pray for each week, I'm sending them a text and saying, Hey, look, I, you know, I know you can't be here, but just want to invite you to be a part from, from afar that, uh, you, you join us in prayer. And I had several pastors saying, Hey, I'm going to set my alarm for that time at 10 50 and going to be praying with you and praying for you and many that and, did before yeah, because they would be in the middle of something it was it was truly overwhelming to receive the the text messages back letting letting us know that they were praying for us and mm-hmm. and then we get in there and you know and i mean it was just it was it was moving yeah um to be able to lay hands on you and to hear the voice of our brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. in prayer over you. Um, and then I didn't know that they were going to do this, but then Mark, Mm -hmm. um, takes out this little, uh, I guess little container vial of oil. Mm Mm-hmm. And my head, I could not look up. Um, but I just, I just kept my head bowed in prayer and my hands on you. And, and I heard Mark just talking about the oil and talking about anointing you with oil. What did he, what did he do when he anointed me? Where did he, he put the oil? He had it on his finger and he marked a cross. On your on forehead, my forehead. Mm-hmm. and then he placed his hand on my forehead and left it there as he prayed. Mm. Man, and, he, and it, he and then he touched my eyes. Yeah, yeah, he did touch your eyes. He, did. he touched both my eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I've been thinking. You know, I know some people have those com those conversations about healing, and they have conversations. You know, they they some people doubt, some people don't really know. And and I, I guess the way I have been approaching this is, and I think I shared this with you earlier, is that when um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh-huh. were 
put into the fiery furnace. Yes. Or they were threatened to be put into the fiery furnace. Because they wouldn't bow. Because they would not bow down to the, the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up and had commanded the entire uh, Babylonian um, nation to, to bow down and worship. And those three refused and they did not bow down and worship and they were the only ones standing. And then they were ratted out and then brought to the king and he, uh, he said, look, you got, you got two choices. You can either bow down and live or you uh, you can you can either bow down and live or you can be thrown into the fiery furnace and die that was his thinking and their response was hey whatever happens to us um if you throw us into the fiery furnace that's fine but just know that our god's going to deliver one way or another. Right. And if they were to have died in the fiery furnace, they would have been delivered. True. And had they lived, they would have been delivered. And there was another in the fire. And that's the way I look at, you know, with my eyes, uh-huh. is that I'll be healed one day. One day. You know, we're praying that it's, this side of heaven that, you know, some can be restored or that it's slowed or, um, you know, um, things like that. But if not, then that's okay. I still serve him and trust him. And And it would be, it would be a supernatural miracle if your eyes were restored. Yes. Because it would be basically repairing genetics yeah. yeah, and and God can do that. And God can do that. He's the one that God can do it. Put those genes together anyway. Yep, He can do it. But if He chooses not to, you know, we don't say that without. We don't say that in a spirit of um, a lack of faith. No, we just say, "Hey, look, God can do what He wants to do. He's God, and if He chooses to restore you, He beautiful. If not, you will be restored." one day so our and the cool thing is is that you know our the scripture says our faith will become Become sight because right now we can't see right what is in eternity we can only have we only have faith up for it we have faith that jesus will return and one day that faith will become sight so Mm -hmm. anyway it's it was just such a beautiful moment um to to have that time of prayer with our church family and i'm so thankful that they initiated that and just circled around us and prayed for us it was just incredibly incredibly powerful so anyway that's just a good little update on uh on the breed loves and what's going on there so and we certainly appreciate your prayers for us as we uh, walk through this challenging terrain uh, with Lisa. So, thank you very yes. much. So, hey, how about the house? It, hey, uh, we well, we can't. We got to keep the wreaths on the windows. Yeah, no, one fell off. Then we another, got that one back up, and a different. And another one, one fell off. But hey, I think it's temperature change, and maybe the yeah. The Christmas tree is finally that. decorated. Right. What day like is it? Completely finished. Completely finished. Hey. It's December 17th is when we got it done. A progression. Yeah, it's progressive. But that's Christmas what I decided. And I really did enjoy it because I would enjoy sitting and admiring different things. And I said that, you know, I had the tree in the mantle. And then tonight added stuff in my kitchen uh-huh. that made me really happy. My collection of my churches that some friends and family have given to me over the years that have lots of meaning. Um, so yeah, so now there's something in every room that we have yep. uh, decorated. Are, are we done decorating? Spirit. Yes. We are done? I'm finished. We're complete? Yes. That's awesome. Is there anything else you want to do? Nope. I mean, we have the porch. I'm ready we to open the... presents. <laughs> yeah. 
Now remember, I'm ready to put presents we're around going the tree. to do one after Christmas. Remember the 12 days after Christmas. <laughs> oh, we're going to no, do that? Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, man. But yes, we're finally done. And, and I love it. And I'm going to enjoy it for several weeks. I know. Yes. It's just been progressive, progressive decorating. Yeah. I like a progressive dinner. Yeah. Just decorating progressively. I've savored it. It looks good. Thank you. Yeah, I love the tree. I do love our home. The tree looks really good. Yeah. All right, week four, Advent yes. is where we are. We are. Starting today, week four of Advent, it's the final Sunday before Christmas, mm -hmm. or the fourth Sunday before Christmas, and this week's theme is on love. Yes. So I'm like, well, let's just talk a little bit about our story of love. Our story. Our love? story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, please. I'll let you do this. Oh, you want me to do this? <laughs> so it all started on May the 19th, 1993. Yes, it did. That was the first time that Lisa ever laid eyes on me. And she knew oh. then how she knew then that I was going to be her forever. Well, I don't know about that night if I knew it. Uh, you knew. It was close. It was close. It was, that was a Wednesday. You remember what I was wearing, right? Oh, I do. Yeah, I was wearing what? Like this yellow button-up shirt. Which bright had, yellow. Yeah, bright canary yellow. Yeah, canary yellow. Jeans. You had like black high tops. Yep. You had your hat cap turned around backwards because you and like some of the boys were doing some DC Talk. Oh, yeah. We went into the Yeah, DC show. Talk was my yeah. favorite. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing loved Love Toby Mac. I wanted to be like Toby Mac. Yes. Uh, and you first laid eyes on me. On May the 19th. And what'd you think? What did I think? <laughs> I didn't know. I know. You were a little slower figure. I was out. definitely slow. But that's okay. I just knew I wanted... I was patient. I, I was just ready to, you know, I was ready to be a friend. Well, that's all I wanted as well. I was ready to be a friend. Yes. And then I... You were a good friend. And we hung out a little bit. We hung out a little bit. Went to the Michael English concert. We and did lots of we did. things because it was you went to camp summer, so it was right. We spent a lot days, of time together, weeks with Bible school camps, mission trips. Yeah, we became so, fast friends. Right, we were spending a lot of time together. Yes, in atmosphere, in the atmosphere of those things. But let's fast forward to the first time that we held hands. Oh, that was in a movie. It was in a movie. Uh huh. We were watching Benny and June. Yeah, and we were at the um. What was the theater that we saw that in? It was downtown Athens. Well, yes. There was no downtown theater when we were growing up. No, it well, honey, no. we weren't we were already in, in our twenties. We were it it was either East Side or it was the, the mall had already closed or it was Beachwood. I thought it was Beachwood. No, it was like there it was not another theater. There Spencer. was. No, there was. I could have sworn it was the downtown Athens. No, unless it was that 99 cent theater that was on the corner of Alps. There was not another theater. No, we walked out of a movie on that one. Yeah, we did. Um, but get back to Benny and June. Benny and June. And it was it was the first time that we held hands. And you were sitting to my left. And we held. and, and But I it had really my, started because we would both stick our hand in the popcorn. Yeah, and then our pinkies would touch. touch. Our pinkies would touch, and then the next thing we know, our pinkies were locked together. And then the next thing we know, the 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 ring fingers were locked in. And, was, and then I had to eat my popcorn with my other hand. And then before you knew it, we were dancing. Just no. kidding. Oh, what? That didn't. That make was stupid. Sense. Yeah, you'd think you're stop. Okay. We held hands. So yes, we held Did hands, you? and then. After that, goodness, that would have been in July. Yes. yes. July of ninety three. Yes, it was towards the end of July. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was. It was coming up on a, another quarter because we were still in the quarters at that time at Georgia. Oh yeah. Coming up on the fall quarter. Yeah. And um. Because we were both going back to school. Yeah. I was still doing my internship at mm -hmm. the church here in Athens and. You were still helping out and volunteering and getting back into school at Georgia. This would have been your first semester, your first quarter at Georgia. Yes. Coming home from Liberty. I was coming back from Virginia. Mm -hmm. And 
our time together just continued to grow. And then we started being silly and goofy and telling each other, you like, you're the coffee in my cup. You're the hand in my glove. You're yeah. the, uh, we made up all kinds uh, of, what were some of those little things that we would make up? Come on. We had lots of them. I yes. Know. Come on. That's, that's not what I was thinking about. So sorry. But it was like, I mean, that's like a, that's kind of like part of our love story. Yeah. That we made up those silly little things. Yeah. And then somebody made a song out of it. Here's they did? Blake Shelton. Oh, he might have. And then then we get to October. Oh, and our favorite meal was like Chinese food. We always loved eating Mongolian beef. Yes, at Peking. At Peking. And then uh, come October, we're having a conversation at night. And I think you think that I'm about to break up with you. Yeah, because you're like being all serious and you're... Being very deliberate and slower with your words and yeah, almost like you're struggling to get something out that you're trying to say. And I was like, if you're trying to break up with me, just go ahead. I didn't, like, you didn't say that. That was what you were just thinking. And I was thinking that and I was just kind of like, okay. yeah. And then I said. And then you surprised me because you said, I just, I'm trying to say this the right way, but. What I'm trying to tell you is that I love you, and I think you're supposed to be my wife. Yep. It was a bold move. And I was like, what? Oh. Yeah, but you I knew it. I myself. Oh, I already knew yeah, what I, that we were going to get yeah, married. Tell that story. But I was just waiting How did you that happen? figure it Well, I just knew after the time that we had spent and the, the deep friendship that we had— for one another and how God had developed that and our passions and just so many things aligned. And I told my mother that, you know, we were getting, we were getting more serious. We were saying, yes, we're only going to exclusively date each other. And, and she said, well, how serious? And I said, well, when I believe he is the one, then I'll come, I'll come in and I'll turn a cartwheel. And so I did. I mean, it was probably like, I don't know, September. And I came in one night after our date, and I they were sitting there. My parents were just sitting, I don't know, watching TV. And I pushed the coffee table to the side so that I'd have the middle of the living room floor, and I turned a cartwheel. Could, can you reenact that? Not right now. <laughs> no. There's no room in here. Yeah. We, can, we can make room. No. No, I would love to see you do a cartwheel. Thanks. I've done one at recess before. Oh. Yeah. To impress those I need kiddos. to be on the flat ground. Not yeah. The, yeah. I goodness. can still do a cartwheel. Nothing else, though. You have to be careful when you get this age. Yeah, you do. You <laughs> but I turned terrible. a cartwheel in the living room and said, I know he's the one. And, and that yeah, mother's response was, well, I mean, he said that. He Like, he said something to you. And I said, no. He might not know yet, <laughs> but that's okay. I had just I had, it, okay. So it took you another month. We right. had been on a date that night. I don't know where we had gone to, but we had been on a date that night, and I guess it just must have been that that kiss that I put on you. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Was I remember like the first few dates you shook my hand and I was like, Whoa, this is uh, different. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> this, we were friends. I wasn't gonna just, just this boy sticks his hand out and says, Great time. Great time. See you later. It was awkward. <laughs> Shake your hand. Pat me on the back. Could have been a bro hug. Good game. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's all right. It worked out. It did work out. All right. That was here. Our, we are. What uh, love story. Well, that was how it well, kind of then, began. Right. And then you, from that October telling me that, then, you know, you. Then we started looking at rings. At rings. And I didn't know you had bought one. And I you put $25 tried down. Tried to keep it a secret. Here we are. We're in college. We've still got a year and a, a half left job. of school. Yeah. I've got a part-time job working as an intern at a mm. church. And I put down $25. At the nicest jewelry store. At Foster's <laughs> Jewelers. 
on a marquee diamond ring that was $1,500. I think I still have the receipt. I think so, too. I don't know where exactly it's it is. My, but it's I in think, my album. Okay. I, where you made, right, made a down payment. I think it was a $25 and you would down payment. I would go every back every week. And I'd put you that thing paid. on layaway. Mm-hmm. And I, I can remember putting that ring on your finger when we went in there and tried it on. And I'm going, yeah, that's the one right there. And you tricked me. Well, it was to throw me off. I did. Because I was like, you were, we would look at other places. We went to the mall and went to other jewelry yeah, stores. Yeah, you really liked that ring. I was like, yeah, I mean, these are okay, but I really like the one that yep. I first tried on. Yes. And... So I would, you know, I'm trying to be nonchalant about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we'd meet after class or whatever in between classes on campus. And I would say, I wonder about that ring. And one day you said, well, I checked and it was sold. Yeah. Which is true. Which was true. Truth. I wasn't lying. But I was like, oh, okay. I well, wasn't lying. There'll be another one. It'll be all right. And so we even kept looking and I was like, oh, but. Little did I know you, you were the one it was sold to. And so in February of the next year was when you proposed. Yep. That may be another story for another day. Yeah, I think so. Because that was a really good. We might have shared that. I don't know if we have or not. We'll have to go back. You know what? We should like do a reenactment and do it like in today's culture. Uh Uh-huh. What do you mean? Like me come up with this uh big poster oh yeah like the kids do yeah. when they're asking somebody to a dance to the dance yeah yeah well you did have a poster i did before everybody else was but we just it. didn't have no social medias yeah we have social medias you know what I'm we saying? can hire a photographer yeah right okay. we didn't stage it no it was just between me and you right and so, that's the way i wanted it all right question for you yes what is the greatest demonstration of love that you've ever experienced or seen? As you think about that, I'll tell you mine. Okay. Mine's my parents. Mm-hmm. Mine's my parents. And they have been through uh, a lot in 55 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. Going, Yeah, 55 years. Is that right? 54, 55. I can't remember right offhand. No, 55. Because they're... This year. Yeah, 55 years. Mm -hmm. So in 55 years of marriage, they've been through a lot. Not going to really unpack all that, but they've been through a lot. And the commitment that they've had to one another in sickness and in health Mm -hmm. has been a a bedrock for me and who I am as a son and a father and a husband. That's great. My parents aren't perfect, but there is one thing for sure. They're committed to each other mm-hmm. in sickness and in health, the good and the bad, uh-huh. and th- that they are committed for life. Period. I have, n- and I have never doubted that. There has never, in my 51 years of marriage, uh, in my 51 years of life, I have never doubted that my dad loved my mom and my mom loved my dad. I've never doubted it. Mm. So that they are the greatest demonstration of love that I've ever seen. That's that's good. And and what came to my mind immediately um, is, yes, has been something all of my life that I've always looked at as a demonstration of love and that has been a great picture for me of God's love is just my adoption and knowing that a birth mother did something completely selfless and then that a couple um, took a child in that was not born of them, um, but, you know, gave me everything that a natural born child would have in their family. That's a demonstration of love to mm-hmm. me. Both sides of that. Sacrificial on both sides. Yep. Yep. It's good. So you read a quote earlier. Yes. This week that you wanted to share. Yeah. About love. Right. Um, just in doing some reading and um, 
it's a quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and this was in uh, the time of World War II and all that was going on um, in Nazi Germany, and he was German. Um, And I, I think that this quote really speaks to what we're talking about tonight with love. Just when everything is bearing down on us to such an extent that we can scarcely withstand it, the Christmas message comes to tell us that all of our ideas are wrong and that what maybe we take to be dark is really good and light because it comes from God. Our eyes are at fault. That is all. God is in the manger, wealth in poverty, light in darkness, succor in abandonment. No evil can befall us. Whatever men may do to us, they cannot but serve the God who is secretly revealed as love, and he rules the world and our lives. Shoo, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, and especially when you think about what was going on, you know, with religion at that time and Christians and their belief and, you know, him saying they're just serving. God can use it for his good, his purposes. That's good. Men cannot hurt us. Right. That, you know, God is love. Well, speaking of that, speaking of that truth. Yes. There's a couple of passages of scripture. Yes. That I thought would be appropriate for us to read. Okay. Um, first John chapter four, seven through 21. It talks about that very thing about God being love. Yes. You want to read that? Yeah. Okay. Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him by this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is so also we are in this world there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. I love that passage. That's good. I love that passage. And there's so much. Lots of rich, yes, uh, truths. A lot of depth. The whole thing. About mm-hmm. love and yes. what it does and what it is and who, yes. who love is. Yes. Really, really powerful. All right. So there's another passage, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, verses 1 through 13. 
You this one's it? good. Yeah. We actually, when we go back in January, we are going to memorize this chapter in my third grade class. Mm. Mm-hmm. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. Mm. Yes. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love so why is love the greatest well it's I think the foundation of foundation of what um any of the other fruit in your life love has to be that motivator Okay. So in thinking about why love is the greatest, mm-hmm. thinking about this particular passage in First Corinthians 13, and it said those three remain, faith, uh-huh. hope, and love. Uh-huh. But the greatest of those is love. So as I look at those three, faith becomes sight. Right. But love, it says, never ends. So, and then it also says, in the, yeah, love never ends. Hope will Hope. be, it's deferred until. It's going to be fulfilled. Yes, fulfilled. For those of us who are believers, mm-hmm. your faith, mm-hmm. you will not need faith when you're in heaven. No. You're not going to Our need hope not, when you're in heaven. No, it's fulfilled. But what you will have. Is love. Is love. It remains. It Yes. Mm-hmm. It always remains. It never ends. God's love never ends. Never. And I think where most people, marriages, Uh I'm going to say in marriages, okay, they have a misconception of what true love is. Maybe. Mm -hmm. They've got a misconception of what true love is. They're more connected to the feeling of love rather than to the uh, to the action of love. Mm. I mean, when you think about what this passage is talking about, you know, you can speak in the tongues of men and angels and and have not love. You're just a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. So you can speak spiritually, or you can speak, um, you know with with wisdom but if you don't have love that's what i said it's the foundation right you don't not, you're just a noisy you're a clanging right. symbol and it says you can know all things yeah and prophesy and tell and and it even says you can have faith to remove mountains which mm-hmm. that's pretty clear if you have faith the size of a mustard seed you can say to that mountain move from here and go to there and it'll mm-hmm. it'll do it it'll you you can do it but if you have that kind of faith but you don't have love you're nothing nothing 
Mm-hmm. You're nothing. Mm-hmm. So you, you're correct. Love is that foundation. And, and the, the thing is, is that the fruit, the fruit of love is sacrifice. If you really think about it, the fruit of the love, fruit of love, the fruit of love is sacrifice. So the demonstration is going to be shown in sacrifice. And God did it. Right. The ultimate. God did it. And there was, I mean, there's so many different passages you can look up right. that go that, you know, that speak to that, that, uh, you know, for God to love the world, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him wouldn't perish, but have eternal life. You've got that one. You've got, um, uh, Romans, um, five, eight, eight. Is that it? Um, While we were still sinners, yeah, Christ God died for us. His love for us, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, then you've got in Hebrews that who for the joy set before him he endured the cross, it's scorning his shame, and then he sat down at the right hand of the Father. So all of those things, sacrifice. love, the fruit of love is sacrifice. In a marriage, the fruit of love is sacrifice. I have to sacrifice. Let me say that again. I get the sacrifice for you. There are things that I have to sacrifice. There are things that you have to sacrifice. Me as well. There are sure. things that we together have had to sacrifice sure. for our children. Sure. The t- I mean, from the time that they were born, you know, there is now a sacrificial love that we have to bring this human being into, into our family. And I think people maybe would recognize that more quickly. That, yep. yes, when I have this child, I would sacrifice. for, And we do. Yep. Moms do, dads do, yes. Um, so the fruit of love is sacrifice. Uh, I think another thing about love is that love covers a multitude of sin. Doesn't keep a record. Yeah, that keeps no record of wrongs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it covers a multitude of sin. And I think I've talked about this one before, but it's kind of like I use that illustration of a coroner that goes to a, um, or a, or a, so a funeral home director uh-huh. that goes to the home of somebody that's recently passed away uh-huh. and, or they go to the, uh, an accident or something like that. Or what do they put that person, that, that lifeless oh, yes. body in? Yes. They put them in a body bag. They cover yes. them up uh-huh. and it's a, it's a, it's, it's a form of dignity uh, for yeah. and respect for the dead. Well, sin is something that uh, destroys us. All right. But love is more powerful than sin. Uh-huh. And it covers that. It doesn't excuse it. It co- it buries it. Uh-huh. It covers it. Uh-huh. So love covers a multitude of sin. And in thinking about that, you know, I read this earlier today. Hurt people hurt people, but freed people free people. Oh, I like that. And if you're free, you have the power of the spirit to help people, people experience be, freedom. Yeah. If we would live from that instead of living but if from you're a live, hurt. But if you're living from a place yes. of hurt, you're going to hurt people. That's kind of what you continue on in a cycle. Yes. But, but if you're free yeah, and you know it, that. then you're going to help people be free. I love that. That's good. So don't live hurt, live free. And then help others experience that freedom. Okay. You also told me today that love creates space. Yes. What do you mean by that? Well, here's the thing about love and creating space is that it's not jealous. It always protects, but it always protects. So there is this, I'm going, I'm going to protect my loved one, or I'm going to be Mm -hmm. protective because that is an act of love. Whereas jealousy can be more of a hover in a, and I'm going to put my thumb in it and it's oppressive. Jealousy is oppressive. Whereas protection Uh is safety. It's like being, um, gathered up by, uh, for their best interest, which first Corinthians said that it doesn't look to its own interest. Yeah. Like a, like a mother hen. Yeah. Like a bird gathers her chicks and keeps them Uh safe. Uh-huh. Under her pinions. Okay. Okay. Whereas jealousy 
is more, I'm going to keep my hand on you. Stifling. And I'm going to yeah. stifle this thing. All right. Okay. And people don't realize it. Instead of space to move within boundaries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give, okay. There's freedom. That's good. Um, it elevates the relationship and uh-huh. it nurtures uh-huh. the other person. Okay. That's what it does in creating space. There's no judgment. There's no uh-huh. guilt. There's no... Um, there's no making somebody feel guilty. There's there's just great freedom, right? That's there. So, love creates space. Love is also something that casts out fear. Hmm. And as I thought about love casting out fear, I thought about light casts out the darkness. And when you operate in a spirit of love you're operating in a spirit of light and you're bringing and you're casting out darkness fear is dark i've mm-hmm. lived in that mm-hmm. i've lived in that moment in those times where it's just been completely dark and i know that love experiencing god's love experiencing even even loving myself like the i mean scripture says love your neighbor as yourself and i think it's important that you and I have to focus on indivi- our individual lives. We have to love ourselves. If we don't love ourselves, sure. we're not going to be really good to love each other and love other people. You have to love yourself first, not from a place of selfishness. No, but a and, place of understanding who we are. Exactly. Yes. And, and and when you love yourself and you recognize just who you are and whose you are and how much God loves you, fear is gone. It it has to go. And it I love no that place. talking about the like light drives out the darkness. It, this time of year a lot of times they'll do the you know, a candlelight service maybe for mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. When I was growing up we did and I love that just how it started with one candle. Yeah. And we had a pretty big church when I grew up. And, you know, they might start one on the floor and one in the balcony. But still, you know, I couldn't really see people's faces because the lights were down until all the candles were lit. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't make out the people. I right. could see people's faces and what a difference it was. Just that one light being passed on. So this Christmas, as we think about this in this week, as leading as we're leading up to next Sunday, yes. Christmas Sunday, mm-hmm. all right, as we lead up to that moment, as we are preparing for the arrival of Jesus' birth, as we're preparing for that that day of celebration where light casts out the darkness, yes. where fear is driven out because of love, um, think about who who you are and whose you are and and recognize that love is more than a feeling love is a verb <laughs> going back to dc talk there you go all right going back to a little dc talk action it's action um love sacrifice. is a verb it's action it's the the fruit of that love is sacrifice and god jesus uh came in the form of a baby left heaven left everything he knew and the universe that he had created. And he came in the form of a little baby in a manger, a stinky little stable. And that, that that's totally the picture of sacrifice. Right. Lovely and then humble. lived a life of sacrifice. Yes died sacrificially was raised in it was buried in a borrowed tomb was raised to life not with a whole lot of fanfare either you know right i mean even when he came back even though when he Triumphal entry? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was the triumphal entry, but but he came back to life, though. Oh, you're talking about... I mean, it was just only a few people that knew right away. Right. And I'm sure it was, you know, crazy news that was spreading throughout the 
the world at the time, but you know, it wasn't like there it wasn't was this, like what they were expecting. No earthly, no kingship pictures. Mm-mm. Because God's story is greater than that. Mm-hmm. And God's story of love is that he loves us unconditionally and he is for us. Yes. And he wants us to know him. Period. Yes. He drives out your darkness. He drives out your fear. He sacrifices for us because he is love. And therefore, we want to encourage you this week, live from that place of love. Recognize how much you are loved, what he has done for you, and live from that and spread his love to those around you. Well, we hope you guys have a great week leading up to Christmas. Yes. And if you don't have a church home in the uh, Oconee County, Barrow County, Walton County area. We would certainly love to invite you to our home church, Bethlehem Church. You can check us out online, and there we are have many options for services. Fifteen services yes. this yes. weekend, starting on Friday. We'll have Friday services, Saturday services. I think they start on Thursday. Friday, no, they have one on Thursday. Is there one Thursday? Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes. There is some on Thursday. Yes. Thursday, Friday, and so Saturday. So lots of options for No you services Sunday. Your family to come to. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we would love to uh, have you a part of our home church, Bethlehem Church. So, And remember, as we, uh, as we end this podcast for tonight, um, we encourage you to remember that two are better, better than, than one. one. And a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Mm-hmm.